Anyway, welcome to Get a Grip. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to talk about um, our first race review for the year, and isn't that exciting? And the race, of course, was the Bahrain GP. A tear came to my eye. It was a tearjerker of a race. The fell to my cheek. The fell. The fell to my cheek when they said lights out and away and we go. And one tear begat the next tear, which <laughs> begat the next the one after that. Yes, mm. it was. Truly a tearjerker from start to maybe about two minutes in and then nothing in the middle and then maybe the last few minutes and a, a I tearjerker I thought you were going to say again. you were just crying through the middle part and I was like, that was a weird part to get emotional over, No, I guess, no, but... a bit processional, but how yeah. would, in one word, uh, how oh, would you... Some podcasts do three-word race reviews and we're going to do one. Is that how we're going to show our dominance in the market? I, I'm not going to lie to you, Jamie, mm. I've... Hardly listen to other podcasts because in this. we're just so good that you don't need to. My favorite podcasts are about true crime. Oh, okay. Um, how fucked up the wellness industry is, mm. and financial big advice. To- big topic to tackle. May I just say, all of them big topics to tackle. Yes. Instead, we've decided to take on the very small and unknown, I would say, sport niche. of Formula One. Yeah. Niche. Yeah. Nichey. Nichey. Yeah. Does it also anger you when people call it niche? I have never met anyone who said niche. It's, I could count on two hands the amount of times someone said, you are you just, are you just doing niche. like a, when you say counting on two hands, you're just doing like a one, two? No, I, I used you're all You're doing five. the full five. Okay. I've done all She's seven using on all one six hand. <laughs> <laughs> and the three on the other. But no, people have genuinely said niche to me. Like you wow. need to find your niche. And I'm going to go, first of all, is not how it's pronounced. It's actually niche, would you believe? Are you, do you also say fillet? Are you that kind of asshole? Yes, everyone says fillet. It's literally fillet. It is not literally fillet. But in a word. Oh, actually, no, not in a word. Ah, I have one. I don't want your word now. Well, but you do because it's also in Italian. Oh, God. And that word is Forza. You can see Jamie slowly morphing into Bonato before my very eyes. Mate, you've never seen the two of us in the same room. <laughs> yeah. We can't be sure that she we're not the same. She just switches glasses and yeah. it's like Clark Kent. Wow. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I. You know what? Is Bonato in the room with us <laughs> right now? You mean you can't see him? He's standing right next to me. Mm-hmm. Mm. Hello, Bernardo. <laughs> okay, maybe not in a word. Ship, say ciao. Um, um, what is your one word for the race, Candice? Vindication. Oh! Both for oh, the. Oh, why would you say that? Actually, I've got no idea what you talk. What you're talking about? Multiple reasons. Mm. A variety. First, okay. for forefront of my mind is Gunter yes. Steiner. Yes, <laughs> I feel like Gunter Steiner was forefront of most people's minds. He was vindicated. Yeah, this yeah. race. Mm-hmm. Ferrari. Yes. First race in, what, 45 that they've won? Mm-hmm. And... I think it might be 46. It, this was... <clears throat> my notes say 45. Okay, hang on. I'm just going to double check some. It's definitely 45. Have you go- Googled it? No, I just know. 
I don't know that you do just know. I do. Did you just know that? Like while you were watching the race, you were like, oh yeah, this is 45 races ago. I remember this. I was counting it on my left hand. <laughs> she has enough fingers. She can do it. <laughs> and that's what we call a callback in comedy. <laughs> Prior to today, Ferrari were winless in their last 45 races. And that is from the www.formula1.com. Does this not mean it's the 46th race though? But they were winless in their last 45. Sure, whatever. Vindication. Vindication. And finally, yes. vindication for people that do not like Red Bull. Mm. It was cathartic. Mm. <laughs> Perhaps cathartic mm. should have been the word. Yeah. I thought, as I was watching the end of that race mm. and the post-race interviews and mm. the podium, I just thought, man, it very nearly makes up for Abu Dhabi. I mean, it straight up doesn't. It Enough. doesn't. Let's, let's be real. I'm... And we've spoken about this before. We're just never going to move past that. No. As many people, I'm sure, won't. Well, even Crofty was like, don't do this again. Like, they're very that, specific about unlapping the cars. Yes, that was one of my favorite moments. And I made a note of that because it was like, it was, yeah, it was when Ted was on the radio. Ted Kravitz, who is also one of the commentators. Mm-hmm. Um, and David Croft is the other one we're speaking about. Mm. And may I just say, we got a lot of two sex Ted yep. throughout the race. Loved that. Yeah. We've definitely got to do an episode on... Formula One bingo. Yeah. And the drinking um, game. Well, I think they can be like... They're hand right? in hand. Exactly. So yeah. it's like if you don't want to drink, you still play the bingo game. And yeah. You, and you might win. The bingo game. Do you like how I call The bingo it? game. The bingo game. is not just bingo. They call it's it. the bingo game. You know what? I did little fun hands there too. At the aged care home, they say, <laughs> it's time to play the bingo game. <laughs> I would fit in so well there. You don't yeah. even know. Legs 11. Legs 11. Right, so we're adding two sex Ted to the bingo game. Yeah. Right? We got a lot of that in this race. And I really enjoyed the way, in the parts when Crofty wasn't telling Ted to be quiet, kindly, Yeah. Um, they were talking about the, yes, unlapping of cars mm. during the safety car. Mm. And Ted literally said, I have PTSD. Like, don't do this <laughs> don't to me. Do I, don't, this. I don't want these flashbacks. <laughs> and I feel like everybody watching at home could really relate to that. I really resonated. In that moment, yeah. yeah I was listening and I was like, thank God someone yeah. said it. <laughs> can you imagine? I really enjoy how the commentators are just as invested as the fans. There are a lot of sports where mm. I listen to the commentators and it sounds like they're describing, I don't know, artwork in a museum where it's like that very technical. Fun. I don't enjoy it. Anyway, okay. um, I really enjoy how emotionally invested the commentators are. I agree. And may I just say that it really, you could feel the joy in mm. their commentary during mm. this race. Like mm. they just felt so excited to be back. Mm. You could really feel it as you were watching and listening. Yeah. And it made me feel really excited to be watching the race again. Cause I was like, yeah, they're excited. I'm excited. We're all excited. Formula One's back, baby. Can I just reread who the top five were just in case anyone's forgotten? I don't think you could possibly forget. No. But, so we've got number one, Charles Leclerc. Mm-hmm. Number two, Carlos Sainz. Woohoo! Woohoo! Number three, Lewis Hamilton. King. Yes. Champion. Goat. Absolute goat. Universe four, was smiling upon him today. That it was. Good morning, world. But he deserved it. He did. Mm. Number four, George Russell. Good on you, George. Well done. First race in the Mercedes Full time, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and I'd predicted that Valtteri would outdrive him, and I was wrong. And but I'm glad Valtteri you were. also did very well, may I just add? He did. Anyway, number five, Kevin fucking Magnuson. Well I done. Mean, well done, K Mag. They look like a bunch of fucking legends. I'm very happy for them. Oh, I'm thrilled. I 
I texted this to you, Jamie. Oh, I thought you were going to say, I texted Gunter just to send him my congratulations. I genuinely wish. Mm. He is one of the few team principals that I genuinely want to be friends with. Toto, I want as my uncle. Toto would be also terrifying, but I still feel like you'd enjoy having him at the party. He's done over 500 hours of therapy. I want him around at all times. Has he? That is such a fun fact. So... Toto Wolf. Actually, no, I did see this somewhere. On Instagram. Well, yes, I on saw the Mercedes on... Instagram. Yes. Yes, and... we love a person who goes to therapy. We love it. If I may read the entire quote, which yes. was from Toto Wolf's interview with The Times. The Times. The Times. Mm. I've been going to a psychiatrist since 2004. I think I've had more than 500 hours of therapy. I've suffered mentally. I still do. Getting help is a way of overcoming my problems, and it has helped me to access untapped potential. I've never had any problem with the stigma. Some of the most successful people are very, very sensitive, and very, very sensitive means very, very vulnerable. I just... Mental health is not a weakness. We love it. And he said... High-profile people who seem to have everything but are struggling. I think we have an obligation to say we're getting help and it's okay to get help. I love him. It is absolutely true because, and we could spend an entire podcast talking about mental health, but especially for men, to see very successful men Mm. in a perceived masculine sport. Yes. Especially in a sport where some of the drivers and their family members have come out and said that they straight up think mental health is a weakness. Yeah. It's just, it's so powerful for Toto to so wholeheartedly say that he has been going to a psychiatrist, a psychiatrist. he has struggled, he has gone to therapy. Mm-hmm. It's something that not a lot of athletes say. And I just, I hope that he knows that he has probably changed the mind of at least thousands of people yeah. on seeking help or like, ticked them into the correct direction yeah go toto go toto i want him around at all times yes that would be good so k mag came fifth k mag did so very well yes is that not i mean there were a lot of fairy tale stories in this particular race Mm -hmm. i dare say that one pipped to the post by ferrari in my opinion at least Mm. because i'm just so thrilled about their one two yeah but it's right up there i mean they've been struggling for so long last season was really rough for them Mm. uh and it's just really nice and mick did really well too i predicted that mick would finish in the points. you did you got very close he's very close just a a whisper it's his career best finish it is he did so well. I'm very happy for and, him. And, you know, the fact that the Haas was battling with the Mercedes at points. This was my first note. Lap number one, Hamilton versus a Haas. I never predicted this. Nope. So you know how Mick got tapped by Ocon yeah. in turn one? Mm. Can we just talk about the fact that he caught the car? It literally did a 360 and he caught it and no one is talking about it. I feel like if that were Verstappen, everyone would be like, oh my God, he's so talented. What a great driver. And it's like, that was amazing. And when they showed the onboards of the car spinning and him catching it, I was like, that is incredible. Like what a level of skill. The last time I saw that was Verstappen in Brazil. Brazil 2019. Yeah. Well, that was sort of different because he was sort of like, side on it was like yeah. a parallel and then he snapped it this was like a full 360 yeah, to be fair Verstappen was in the wet yeah that was a bit different but but just that amount of skill incredible and I just feel like we should congratulate Mick on that because it was a really good effort and a very solid drive from him 
If I may um, take a turn in tone. Please. I said, should I quit the sport in response to Ricardo in 20th? Oh, yeah. It genuinely had me unwell. I I was like, this is, I should just quit. This podcast is now just about mental health. It's no longer about Formula One. Get a grip, a mental health-ish podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh... Yeah, I I think that, quite frankly, I was talking to someone about this and they were like, I think perhaps we need to just ignore McLaren for the season. And I know that sounds so brutal. I can. We're all rooting for them. And I know it's so hard, but I feel like we just need to maybe avert our gaze for a little while, let them do their thing. Mm -hmm. They're working on it behind the scenes and focus on the good stuff and just wait until they come back. It's so hard. It's so frustrating. How can you not look at them when they're I know such beautiful know. humans? Also, when Lando was lapped by Carlos, I was just sitting there like, oh my god, he must be so upset. I know. Like they've got such a lovely friendship. I'm sure he wasn't like begrudging Carlos that amazing, you know, second place. But still, no. to be lapped by your former teammate would be it's brutal. And you predicted they'd be battling with Haas and Alfa Romeo. They are not. I don't even know if they're battling with Williams, to be fair. They're battling with Latifi, but not Albon. They're currently battling Red Bull for last. (laughs) I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Candice, I have a question for you. I may or may not answer. Okay. Let's give it a go anyway. Hmm. Do you think, given the build-up to this season and the fact that we've been told many times over that the cars would, the changes to the 2022 cars would allow for closer racing. Mm. Do you think you saw that? Yes. Mm. I agree. I'd, I'd say so. That wasn't like a leading question. That was no. just, that was just me putting it to you. To them. I mean, we were, concur. we were talking about it last night when we watched it and you weren't there cause you hate me. Um, <laughs> I had to cook things and wash things. I My think... life is just, it's, it is just glamour glitz. It's red carpets it's, it's laundry. Yeah, it's sometimes <laughs> lying in a pile of your laundry because, you know, you felt better. Because it's warm. Because it's warm and everything else feels so cold. <laughs> much like having McLarens in last year. No, I felt that they were much closer in procession mm. um, and apparently the driver's feedback was out yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. They could drive closer without mm. the under or oversteer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I enjoyed watching how close it was because it meant that we had a fight one, two, three, four, five. Like, yeah. we didn't just have the top two fighting. Yeah. It We're was... going to come back to that, though. Are we? Yes. Because I would like to make a comment here. And I would like for that comment to be that the closest following I saw in the entire race was Charles Leclerc nearly driving into the back of Burned Maylander in the uh, <laughs> Mercedes safety car. Did you see that? It looked like they were on course for a collision. Do you reckon that's ever happened before, that someone's just rammed into the back of the safety car like it must have happened we have to google it okay google it right now has anyone ever crashed into the f1 and why was it kimmy raikkonen (laughs) no 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 the safety car has never crashed i think that would be just stupid driving it would but like i know i know that charles wasn't gonna hit him but like for a second there i was like whoa Okay. Just going back now to the fact that you were saying it allowed for closer battling Mm -hmm. in lots of different positions on the grid. Mm -hmm. So many things. For one, when at the start of the race we had Sainz in third and Hamilton in fourth, 
They showed none of that fighting. And no. I would have really enjoyed to have seen that because Sainz had, other than that, he had a pretty lonely race, right? Like he was sort of just out by himself in third yeah. after Verstappen until things happened. But I just feel like that would have been a really good battle to watch because I don't think I've seen a lot of Sainz and Hamilton. This is something I was thinking about and I made a note of. I wasn't thrilled with what they chose to show mm. or not show. Because, for example, that catch from Mick, great. They showed it. After the fact. After the fact, mm. with it on board. But then, like you said, like some of those very close battles we missed. Yeah. They didn't even show when Perez got past Hamilton. Mm early on and then Hamilton was trying to get like back get around back him. around him mm. they were showing that but they didn't show Perez getting around him in the first place and it's like that's a huge moment yeah I would have really I thought that was quite important to see mm. rather than you know when Charles was five seconds out in front of Verstappen mm. which you know I'm happy to watch him he was driving very well but uh I just thought it would have been nicer to see some of those and there was some really close racing between Bottas and Albon which again I yeah. thought it would have been really interesting we only saw a bit at the end yeah and that. I just I feel like yeah. it's a bit of a missed opportunity and that often happens is they just focus on the leaders and it's like yeah of course it's important yeah but there was a lot of interesting stuff happening in like the midfield yeah and probably Joe. the back of the field yeah he would he did great hardly saw him now just speaking of battling up at the mm. front of the grid mm. Several pretty ballsy lunges from Verstappen on Leclerc throughout the race, which yeah. destroyed his tires a bit. And well, we know what happened there. They literally they were telling him to go a bit easier after they pitted him, and he, he's just like, "No, yeah." His radio when he was like, "I'm never going to listen to you again," because I could have gone faster on my outlap and I could have caught Charles. And then I enjoyed that, like half an hour later. Ted came back with the data and he was like, actually, no, Verstappen yeah. was pretty much going as fast as he could have on his outlap. He couldn't have gone faster. Yeah. So he was just being whiny on Baby. his radio for naught. Mm. But may I just say, I thought, because I've said in the past that Charles Leclerc, I think he's a very talented driver, mm. but I find his style a bit scrappy and it can be a little bit all over the place at times. Okay. But I have to say it was a really mature drive from him, I thought. A like, tight performance. Yeah, but just like mature in the sense that, you know, Verstappen kept lunging at him and he would keep a very cool head yeah. and he would just sort of overtake Verstappen again. Like it never felt like he was getting too desperate. Whereas I remember it was like lap 18 or 19 of the race. Verstappen did it several times, tried to get around him and you could just tell he was getting really desperate to take the lead. Yeah. And I thought Charles did a really good job of just like blocking him and, you know, if he got around him, he would just retake the position. And I just thought it was a really solid drive from him. Yeah. And like, I mean, very I, worthy. I fully agree with him not only winning because mm. it's an objectively true fact. Yeah. Um, but I agree with him being driver of the day because mm. he deserved that first place. It wasn't one of those like run away with it. He really defended it very well. But mm. I enjoyed watching that. I enjoyed watching the battle mm. for first. Yeah. What stressed me out was seeing some more Mercedes and Haas racing. That yeah. was like, I just can't get over it. How did they do it? How did they build a car that's competing with a Mercedes? Yeah, well, I mean, the Mercedes isn't as strong as we would have expected them to be, obviously. No, but and Haas I'm, is stronger than we expected them to be. So I guess they've come out somewhere in the middle. But yeah, but they're not. I think Mercedes, sure, not as strong as we'd like them to be. But if I'd like at best, I thought Haas would be battling 
where Alfa Romeo. Or yes, where yeah. Aston Martin was last year. Mm. But it it's just incredible. It may be. It may well be because of their Ferrari engine. Because it feels like a lot of the cars that have Ferrari engines were doing very well. Four the, out of the top six yeah. were in Ferrari engines. And then there was a point in the race where it was pointed out that the last six cars on the grid all had Mercedes engines, oh, which is just, I know, isn't that like, it's interesting in a horrible way. Um, and then obviously we had issues with the Red Bull engine because, well, yeah, we saw the Alpha Tari go and then we saw the Red Bulls go. So 56 out of 57 laps. Yeah. <laughs> Brutal for Perez. I have to say, he did a very good job of holding onto his tyres, as he always does, the tyre yeah. king. Yeah. Can we also talk about, I know I've harped on about Ferrari for a bajillion years, but I will continue to do so for the remainder of the season and possibly the rest of my life. Mm. Not only were Leclerc and Sainz very strong, but the pit crew were awesome. Did you notice how quick... 2.4 seconds. Their pit stops were so good consistently. Mm. And I just feel like th- like they must have been working on this because it just felt like not only were the drivers good, but it was just a very well-oiled machine. Mm. I'm so proud of them. They've been working hard. <laughs> Everyone's been working hard. And they did it as a team. They studied- and I think that, that is a moral to take away for life. Other interesting things that were pointed out during the broadcast that Mm -hmm. I thought we should flag, not that I know necessarily anything about them, but just because I want to flag them so that perhaps we can come back to them later on when we know more, Mm -hmm. that they're trying to move away from blankets and warming the tires. The blanket temperatures on the tires are actually lower this year. Weird. And the and F1 is actually, they're moving towards no blankets and tires at an ambient temperature. So they're just chucked on the car and they go, which I imagine could make exiting the pit lane quite interesting in future. That's not intuitive in any way. I don't know. Maybe it's like, maybe it's an environmental thing, like that they just don't want to have to waste that much electricity on keeping the tires warm. Costly and energy-hungry practice of preheating tires. There you go. And they are going to be banned from 2024. Yep. That's going to be interesting. I get it. I like it. I think if they want to reduce their um, environmental footprint, they should have more of a look at what sponsors they have. Yes. Such as Crypto.com. But may I just say that it's a good step. It's a good like, step. It's great that they're doing that. But yes, I agree. Maybe just if they want to look at like the ethics of it all, maybe look at where your, some of the races are taking place. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the kind of sponsors that you have. It's kind of comical that they looked at the entire machine of Formula One and they were like, tire blankets. This is the squeaky wheel <laughs> that needed the grease. <laughs> they were like, races in Saudi Arabia? Fine. Keep doing it. <laughs> Until, like, absolute war? Yeah. Keep going to Russia. But tire blankets. (laughs) That's where we draw the line. (laughs) Anyway, speaking of um, being warm, Gasly was on fire. (laughs) I'm glad he's okay. Me too. I'm glad everyone's okay. He didn't seem to be in a hurry to get out of the car. When they were doing the replay, I was like, Pierre... LA. I really wish that you would get out. <laughs> I really wish that you would get out of that, that car faster. Because it was just, I was like, pick up the pace, my dude. We was your not. mom distraught? She, I don't believe she's seen the race yet. I did oh, tell dear. her that that was what I had to prep her. You know, I had to be like, now, mom. Yeah. I know you love the gas man. Yeah. Pierre's okay. <laughs> However, but, <laughs> that's always a good a good way to answer. It's the phone. not at all completely worrying. 
but that was interesting. It was. And so these Red Bull engines. These Red Bull engines. I'm Perhaps not as reliable as might have been thought at the start of preseason testing or the end of preseason testing, shall I say? I was talking to my boyfriend yes. who has been watching the sport since he was a young lad. Mm. And he said, uh, you haven't seen the days of all these engine failures. Oh, it used to be so unreliable. Uh, yeah, and it's true. Like, I haven't watched a season of Formula One with all of these engine failures. Mm. And I wonder if we're going to come across that this season because of all the regulation changes and people don't know what's going on. That would be much. interesting. It'd be a bit sad, though. Like, I, I have to say, last season it was enjoyable that... Not a lot of engines failed. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. The, there were so few cars retired for that reason. Mm. And I just thought that that made for really interesting racing. Yeah. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens in the season, I suppose. I hope there's so much egg on my face for predicting Max winning. Mm. If he retires in like half Can I races. actually crack an egg on your face if Max loses? Yes. Great. I've had egg on my face before. Okay. Wow. I used to make like a homemade face mask. You'd like put raw egg. It's not going to be like that. Oh. I'm going to literally crack an egg over your head. I've been hazed with that. Too. Oh, that sounds horrible. <laughs> no. So it's fine. I consented. Okay. Do you consent to this? Yes. Okay. Great. All right. And you're For not, now. I don't consent to you cracking an egg on my head. So just so you know. What the heck? It's good for your well, hair. Yeah, but Lewis, you wouldn't want to revel in Lewis's loss, would you? Are you really? Are you going to be that person? Wow. No, I can't I'd, believe that you're that person. I'd be morningly cracking an egg on your face. <laughs> Crack. <laughs> Helmet cams on oh. so many different drivers. I loved it. I loved it. However, I wish they were stabilized. And we were discussing this last night. Mm. And our friend that does software engineering mm. was saying it shouldn't be that hard to actually stabilize. So yeah. I have no understanding on the matter no. in any conceivable she way. She really doesn't. She's got no expertise. I don't have any understanding of most things. Mm. But he said that also it true. should be easy and fast for them to stabilize that camera. So if they had... For example, they chose whatever the whole, footage they but, wanted. And but the then, whole car is like moving, right? Like it's quite a jarring, it's jarring to drive a Formula One but car. But they're able to stabilize it in... Um, the onboards, I guess. In not just onboards, but there was like a helmet cam that they had stabilized. Right, okay. In a previous race or in Drive was to it, Survive or something. Okay. But it was possible and our friend said that it should be like an easy code to run or whatever. Hmm. I don't know if he said code. He said it should be easy. <laughs> and I trust you. You just hack into the mainframe and it's sorted. <laughs> All you have to do is go on the www. <laughs> a quick aside. I was helping a resident at work. Yes. Who's an elderly person. Candice works with the elderly. She didn't I just do. grab one off the street. Just no, I just, <laughs> <laughs> I work with the elderly. Mm -hmm. And she was asking me about email addresses ah. and she said, is there a dot in email addresses? I said, yeah, there's usually like a you know, dot gmail dot uh, no at gmail.com dot com yeah or like a dot com dot, dot au yeah or a dot net and she said okay dot biz <laughs> dot, dot org. fun mm. I knew she said no I knew that but what about the dot afterwards ah uh, <laughs> it's not like you put a full stop at the end of an email but I love that <laughs> she, she just wants so to be confused. grammatically correct just God bless her she said so there's only one dot and I just had to like write down an email address like a pretend one and be like that's mm. the only dot. That should be there unless it's a dot com dot au. Mm. There shouldn't be one to like finish the address as it were. 
I just love the elderly and the internet. Anyway, yeah. that was a, a quick aside. Let's let's be let's be real. Let's give them credit where it's due. The internet is a tricky thing to master. Yes, we we've struggled with some tech difficulties just today. <laughs> a mere 30 minutes ago if you are listening to this episode on our website you're welcome yeah. okay that took so long i feel like candy was on the verge of not one not two but multiple <laughs> mental breakdowns anyway so we have decided that the helmet cam needs to be stabilized yeah but it was nice to see it was nice to see and it was really nice to see on a variety of drivers in different parts of the grid and i just love it because, you, you know, you feel like you're in their helmet, right? So you're looking where they're looking. I love it when they do the quick glance to the side. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, I feel like I'm Shoulder driving check. a Formula 1 car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Changing lanes. Now I have here a note. It says absolute Red Bull nightmare, but my dream. <laughs> yeah, I just wrote Red Bull full stop. That is all full stop. Smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have about the actual race. This is now all about podiums. When Bonato came on the podium yep. and Jamie wasn't there. I had to say, in lieu of Jamie's presence, I went, Benata! Benata! <laughs> Whenever we watch a race and we see him, or we watch Drive to Survive and we see him, or we see him walking down the street, or we see pictures of him on my fridge, mm. I always look at them and I go, Benata! We, <laughs> I'd work today, we were talking about... Benata! Well, the team principals. Yes. And my coworker who is into Formula One, mm-hmm. doesn't watch the races, but like Drive Survive and highlights mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, who's that very cute Italian man? <laughs> yes. Like, oh, do you mean One of Benato? us. One of us. <laughs> I think she might need a hat. <laughs> very no, no one else is allowed the hat. It is it's publicly available. It is a non-fungible token. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to fung it. <laughs> I want to finish on a high note. Yes. I saw a video of Hamilton and Bottas waving at each other in the final lap, and it warmed my heart to a level that hadn't been warmed since I saw Turning Red, (laughs) that new Disney movie. That was very recently, but anyway. I haven't seen the video. I saw the photo of them after qualifying when Mm. their cars were next to each other, and Lewis went over and said hi to him. And I just... It's just so wholesome. It is. Mm. So, Jamie. So, Candy. Uh, Do you feel like you have come to grips with the race and all of the things that happened before and after it? Are you comfortable with the way that we've wrapped this up? I have, but I have one more question for you. Oh dear, okay. In, what's it called? An idiom? Is it an idiom? Sure, whatever. If that works for you, that works In a common turn of phrase. Yes. What have you learned from this race? Um, God giveth and he taketh (laughs) away. (laughs) 